You're about to listen to an interview I did with RJ, a former member of the World Mission Society Church of God. Now, a couple years ago, RJ was still an active member, and there was a night where myself and Kelsey were doing a live Zoom video on YouTube, and RJ, as a current member, came onto that video, and he was debating with us uh, live for a couple hours. So I wanted to give you a heads up that throughout the course of this interview with RJ, who is, again, now a former member, um, I do switch to a couple times to clips from that uh, that two-year-old debate. Um, I play a couple clips where you can kind of hear some of the interactions we had, and I think it was just uh, a fun way and a helpful way to show you that RJ was definitely a real former um, member, that he was really devoted to it. He believed it and he was defending it publicly. Uh, but now you get to hear him kind of on the complete other side, um, having a conversation with me about why he left. And uh, we even have some dialogue about that debate that we had a couple years ago. So I just wanted to give you all a heads up, especially those of you who are just listening to the podcast form. If you're if you're listening or watching this on video, the video version, then it's a lot easier to understand what's going on. When I do switch back to some of those clips, you can see that I am switching back to video of the uh, those Zoom discussions. But if you're just listening to the audio, you're going to hear that switch and, and maybe be a little bit confused about what's going on. You'll still be hearing our voices, but you're going to probably notice that they sound a little bit different. The audio, audio quality is different. And uh, also, the conversation is obviously different too. And that's when that happens, just know that I'm cutting back to those um, dialogues, that, that conversation that I had with, with RJ in that live Zoom discussion. And so, yeah, just wanted to clear that up so you're not totally confused when that happens during the course of uh, the part one and two of my conversation with RJ. And so with that said, I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hope you are blessed by it. And uh, yeah, thank you all for continu continuing to listen and uh, support everything that I'm doing with Great Light Studios. So that'll show you who the bride is. Before we, you know, before, because you understand a word in the meaning, can have, a word in the Bible can have more than one meaning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, it's because you see bride, you can't assume that's the church. You can't assume it. Okay. You know, and so, so the, I, I said, point the scriptures, the scriptures testify to the scriptures. So, yep. Right. So this, this right here, just, uh, this is Ong Song Hong's book, Promise with the New Jerusalem, the Bride and Woman's Veils. The bride of the Lamb are the 144,000 saints who have accepted the gospel. That's Ong Song Hong's belief about who uh, the bride is. There's many statements in here that I could point you to. Again, these are Ong Song Hong's words. Yeah, I, I, uh, could, I could try to read that myself. Uh, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt, you know, because I don't know, like. Okay. I'm just encouraging you. Like, I feel like I'm showing you these things. Where I'm showing you right now. I'm showing you Ong Song Hong making statements about who the bride is, and they disagree with your beliefs. I, I guess I'm just saying, like, if we're if you're really honest with the Bible and you're really honest with what you're believing, it just it's confusing how you can conclude something different than Ong Song Hong did about who the bride is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. You know, and then like I see uh, where you're coming from. Uh, me myself, I have not read that to see. Yeah. Uh, well, I would encourage you. I think I think you you owe it to yourself to read that book. 
So that clip you just heard is from a live Zoom conversation that I had about two years ago where a member whose name is RJ came on under the name Jittle Biddle, uh, kind of a weird, funny name, but he came under that name as a current member and he wanted to have a conversation slash debate with us uh, again live. The Hitler, okay, okay, okay. So there's two Jerusalems. Yeah, there's a physical Jerusalem and there's a spiritual Jerusalem. This is a heavenly Jerusalem. So nowhere it speaks about God's people being the heavenly Jerusalem. And think about it too, the heavenly Jerusalem is coming down out of heaven. That was about two years ago, uh, near the beginning of the pandemic that that conversation happened. And uh, yeah, you can you can go back and listen to that. I'm gonna put a link in in the description below to that, uh, that conversation from about two years ago. And, but recently I was contacted by RJ uh, through email. He told me that he's left the WMSCOG, both him and his wife. And he told me that he watched Edgar's uh, interview, the, the one we released about a week or two ago. And he said that after watching that, he was really confirmed that leaving the WMSCOG was the uh, right thing to do. Before I play that conversation, I just wanted to say thank you to a couple people who have recently joined our monthly Patreon support. Uh, so Chrissy Mendez and Melissa have both recently come on to Patreon um, to give monthly support. And uh, yeah, just wanna say thank you so much. Really appreciate that. That's uh, very helpful for, for me right now and, and continuing to make videos. I also wanted to share a couple messages that we've recently received uh, from people who are reaching out to us and, and just sharing about how they've been impacted by the, the videos we're producing. So I'm not gonna mention any names because I'm, I'm not entirely sure that these people would want their names mentioned, but uh, this person says, hi, cool videos about WMSCOG. I almost got caught in this madness, but I came across your YouTube channel before following with their craziness. Forever grateful to have found you. Another message says, I would like to say thank you for using your platform to bring some sign of relief to us affected by the WMSCOG. I've just started my journey of watching your videos as of yesterday. I have a long way to go, but really has helped me as before I was hiding my pain from all friends and family and even thinking of returning to my abuser after my state fully reopened from the end of the pandemic. Once watching, been able to breathe knowing, no, I'm not crazy for leaving, I'm not alone, and that I don't need to push myself to go back. Continue what you are doing and soon enough, nobody will be stuck there anymore. And then one last one um, says, I just want to thank you for everything you do. A big thank you to the people that you bring on to talk about their experiences. I always had my suspicions with the church when I was attending, but finding your YouTube channel really solidified my uncertainties and I just appreciate everything you are doing. Jordan, I was really in a dark place back in 2019 and I almost lost myself in the WMS COG. So we love to get emails and messages like that. It's always super encouraging to hear that our videos uh, are being a, a determining factor in people leaving the WMSCOG or uh, deciding, you know, being on the verge of joining the group and deciding not to join. So if you have a similar story, if, if you're being uh, blessed by the videos in any way, we really would love to hear from you. Send us an email, contact us on Instagram, 
Uh, and I want to start reading more of these kind of messages on uh, videos just to kind of keep everybody in, uh, in tune with, with how the videos are impacting people. So if, if you do send us a message, try to remember to maybe tell me if you would like or not for your message to be um, read out online. Obviously, I'm not going to read every single email or message we get, but I do want to read more. Uh, and so if you want your name uh, or message read or not, just try to remember to let me know. With all that said, uh, yeah, I'm excited for you to hear my conversation with RJ. It's been about two years. I was just checked that you came on the Zoom, live Zoom discussion as a current member and you mm -hmm. were uh, in full on debate mode. Um, but, you know, we still had, a, I think, a, a good conversation and you were respectful and um, mm -hmm. But yeah, now almost two years later, and here you are coming on the channel, sharing uh, how how and why you left. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's been really cool to see that, you know, with Edgar and, and a lot of people, it seems like um, we're seeing are, are actually being impacted by, in some way, by the videos. And so, yeah, thank you for, for coming on today. No problem, no problem. Thanks for having me. You know, yeah, it's been two years, man. Almost two years. I believe it was like May, May in twenty twenty, or I want to say like yeah, May or yeah, June. it was May. Yep, right at the May. at the start of the pandemic, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, two months. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, so, so much has changed. So I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, a lot has changed having you where you're at now and and coming on. Uh, sort of on the opposite, the opposite side this time. So, um, so you said it was watching Edgar's video recently. Is that was that impactful for you? Did no, that, that was more a like a confirmation. It was more of a confirmation, like confirming, cause like what Edgar brought up, like had like questions, and then like, um, like <laughs> it's funny. Hey, we got so. the same water bottle. <laughs> yeah, you can't go you can't go we're wrong. not promoting walmart water right now <laughs> great value you can't go wrong with that <laughs> yeah you can't no but it was sorry go ahead. like i remember um i remember the conversations like um after the video uh we was talking like even after the fact and everything like on the phone i remember I had questions and uh -huh. you know yep. i was out working we had like 30 minute conversations our conversation everything at my job it was like oh my god i think it's yep. fire for this but it was uh you know it was legit but <laughs> but it was yeah. funny because like after the after the video um of course it's pandemic and everything and a lot of free time um uh, at that year matter of fact i actually wanted to leave right there because it's funny because after i did the video um the church knew it was me you know i have it like a, a distinctive voice like my voice everybody knows my mm -hmm. voice so like yeah, they knew it was me off the back <laughs> did you get in trouble for that you know it's funny i got more in trouble by my wife than anybody else oh really my wife super rebuked me super okay. she went hard she went hard to paint on me i ain't gonna lie and then like so um, so like, she's a committed member as well then Oh no, she left last year. <laughs> okay, but she, but she, I'm assuming she was at the time that she rebuked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, at yeah. that time. 
she, it was, you'll say she had like stronger faith than me because I wanted to have to leave, like, um, you know, during that year. So after the video, she's like, why you do that? You know, rebuke me hard, hard. And yep. then like a few days later, that's when uh, the church finally found out, like, see, see the videos and everything. And um, even though I like, I put my name, Jill Biddle, you know, call me JB, of course, like I said, my voice, they was yep. able to know who I am. And um, I guess they could do something to it because like, I guess they searched my name up too. I'm the only Jill Biddle. So I guess they probably searched my name up and saw like pictures on Google or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever type of searching thing they have. Uh, which they do have a searching thing on, um, you know, leader told me that, uh, but they'll just pretty, you know, cool with it. They're like, you know, um, he told me off the bat, not from rebuke you, you know, I'm just, they want to understand why I did that. Any questions I may have, I talked to the leader and, um, at Riverside at the time, I had talk, he called me, he called me and I talked to him and he wanted me to get the video down and that's how I was emailing you. You know, yeah, that's to right. Those, yeah, trying to get those videos down because that's what they wanted. I Me, mean, I was perfect. I was fine with it. You know, just yeah, that's what they wanted. I kind of remember that. I don't. Time. I don't think you mentioned that. That I. I remember you emailing and trying to get get them down. And I don't think you mentioned though in those emails that you wanted them down because the church wanted them. Mm -hmm. You had yeah, other gonna, reasons I, that you were using. I ain't gonna <laughs> mention that at the time. Cause you gonna bring that up in the videos. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I regularly try to get members like current members who are coming in the comments to, to have a, like a private phone conversation or even, a, you know, a public conversation like this. And so I'm just curious from your perspective, like you did that, like you mentioned a few minutes ago after the live video where where RJ came on, we afterwards we talked, I think, two or three times on the phone just in private. Um, I think it was two times maybe. And, and yeah, they were like 30 minutes to an hour long conversation. So, um, a lot of members just refuse to do that. And they'll, they'll, you know, we have members who are like every video we post, they're posting comments almost, it seems like. And so they're obviously very interested in this, but they refuse to talk on the phone with me. So I'm just curious from your perspective as a member who did that, like what, what was that like? And, and maybe would you recommend to other members that they do that? Was it like a, was I just like being uh, argumentative and, and rude and, or was it a, a, a good experience? It was a cool experience for me. It's just like, that's what something I wanted to do. You know, of course the church don't, don't want us to do it, you know, cause they right. say mother, mother says like, don't watch these videos. Don't interact. You know, right. this is like the tree from knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> you know, eat from it. Yep. You know, um, if you watch these videos and interacting, then hey, you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then certainly you're going to die, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was cool after the fact. I felt good about it, you know, just like because why well, I wanted to do the share of my experience because, you know, I'm watching your videos. Everybody's talking about that experience and, you know, and even like to this day, like I never, you know, I still have good experience, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, just I left because, you know, just I need, I, I felt disconnected, you know, I wasn't, I, re I really never felt connected to like, you know, the aunt, your father and mother, right? I never felt like connected, like that's my mm -hmm. guy. I was just in Zion for like a, 
you could say selfish reasons, basically like it made me a better person, you know, characterized. And that's why I wanted to share that experience with y'all, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. but that, that was the main reason, like, um, yeah, to share my, my experience and everything. But yeah. if, if you're part of the church, like you're not, you're not supposed to be interacting with you. Like you're not for watching. Yeah. Videos, right. Yep. Yeah. Not only you're not supposed to be having a phone conversation, but, but they're not even supposed to be in the comments and, and mm -mm. Not watching, watching the videos in the first place. Um, mm -mm. But yeah, I just, uh, I, I, I kind of mentioned that because um, I feel like we had a good, decent conversation. I feel like I, um, you allowed me to kind of share where more where I was coming from and, and challenge you with, you know, I think we got into some of the Ong Song Hong prophecies, I think at one point, and, and I gave you time to share your thoughts as well. And so that's really my um, intention with inviting people to come have private or public conversations like this with me is not just to, you know, win an argument or something, but to have a real conversation. And, and I feel like our, our experience with that is a good example of um, that that can be done. And so, um, yeah. yeah, but it was, good to uh, it was awesome. It feels cool experience. You know, we interact like we'll just conversation, have French, you know, like it was cool to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what, um, I guess maybe I would like to hear a little bit more about your process of, of leaving and what it was that that made you leave but um maybe before that could we go back to kind of the beginning and kind of explain maybe how long you were in the wmscog um and like why you initially joined oh yes yeah. so you may have gone back in the previous videos like we did two years ago um now let's see i'm hitting my five-year mark being in church of god you know, I would have hit my five, like three more months and I would hit my, like my five year mark, my spiritual mm -hmm. birth. Um, and I joined because like the things they were showing is, you know, ignorance is bliss. You know, uh, if you don't really know nothing in the Bible and they show you some things you have no knowledge about and they show you through their, their own interpretation, yeah. their, their own sense and everything. Convincing. It's convincing. It really is. It's really convincing. I ain't going to lie. And, um, but it's, it's their own narrative, you know, they, they fit what they want to fit in the whole narrative story, you know, and I came to realize that it's right. like, you know, once you start, have start thinking for yourself and start like looking at the lens that they want you to look at, like how, how they want you to think and you start thinking like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like it could be like this, that, or the third. It's like, you know, like you start to open your mind. It's like realizing like, hold on, this could, this is wrong right here. Hold on. Like. When you start thinking for yourself, you know, then it's, it's easier. It's easier, you know, mm -hmm. to like, yeah. To see the issues. But yeah, they, they, they obviously have a lot of um, strategies in place to keep you guys from thinking for yourself, right? Yeah, a lot, a lot of counter arguments. They use like, like they Bible intelligence over your intelligence to make you like, you know, smaller basically, and just listen to like what they say basically, like they word is law basically. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's very convincing. Yeah, it's it's very they're very convincing people. I ain't gonna lie. It's but that's so you know, when you. Oh, go ahead. 
So when you joined, was like, was it because you were were you preached to like when you were out in a Walmart or something? Did no, where, was, where was it that you? My wife, my wife at the time she was doing Primerica, and so the Primerica build office buildings are by um the church building office building, and then like uh, when we was um going to the Primerica, uh, all we was approached by a member preached to us. Uh, you know, so Genesis 1 26, 27. Mm-hmm. That shocked me because you know, how, how the way they put it, right? The, the way they put it, it's like, you know, us, our male, female. I'm like, it, it could be that, you know, and it's like, I was interesting in Bible studies at the time, though. I, I wasn't interesting like joining a church or. You know, but my wife was more in- <laughs> funny because my wife was more interested, right? You know, my wife led the whole thing, got us baptized and everything, and it's super funny because she left before me, like she left last year. It's so funny. oh, really? <laughs> okay, it's so funny. Yeah. So was but, that yeah. influential then, and in, in causing you to leave? Um, little when your li- wife left. Not really, you know, because. It was funny, like I said, it's funny because I wanted to leave first, you know, I wanted to leave first back in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I tell her how I felt, you know, I tell her I don't feel connected. It's like, you know, because like when they when they bring up stuff, I, I don't cry. Like, I don't feel con- that connection, like how other members, they, they cry. I seen, I saw all my, all the members, they cry, shed tears, you know, sacrifice of father and mother, they cry. But like me, it's like, I don't feel More that. I don't, I don't feel that. Like, you know, like, and I got, I got family right now who like homeless right now, who just carry out the gospel on a road, you know, establishing churches, you know, they sacrifice a lot being broke and poor as well. So I know the struggle, you know, I know the struggle. And so that never like, I never looked at them like really as, as God, God, you know, like, mm-hmm. I never, never felt that, I never felt that. So I, I told, I told my wife that too, and she, you know, and then later on she started feeling the same way, you know, and then we came together and we just came to agree, like, let's continue to try, let's, let's just try, let's, you know, just continue to try, you know, let's just continue, and we continue to try, you know, my wife gave it another year before she finally left away, and then I gave it a, a year after she left, and now I'm like, now nah, I'm gone. So what was it? For your wife, what was it that made her decide to leave? Um, the missionary Ron thing. Uh, she saw those okay. vid- um, old videos and mm-hmm. um, lawsuits and a lot, a lot of um, strange thing, red flags, a lot of red flags yeah. for her. Okay, so she, she started to do some a little bit of digging into it on the yeah. on the internet. Yeah, she started digging, she started digging, and, you know, she, um, she started finding more. She cried. She cried. She, like, can't believe this. She mm-hmm. cried. And it was hard for her to leave. It was really hard for her to leave. Yeah. It actually it messed her up mentally a little bit, you know. As a husband, yeah. I had to be there for her, of course, you know. Yeah. And But I already didn't make it no better, you know, because I'm trying to bring her back to Zion at that time because, you know, my at that time, like, I'm back to being committed. It's like, you know, I'm back in it. I'm back in routine. I'm doing my thing, mm-hmm. you know. And now, like, you know, of course, um, you're trying to bring her back. And 
we, you know, we still bump heads a couple of times, you know, because the Bible's open, talk about God. She had her own view. Of course, I'm all view in Zion. And, you know, but it wasn't too bad, like, you know, like separation type things. You know, my wife is very patient, very patient with me as well, you know. So that's one thing I appreciate having a supporting wife as well. You know, if you have a spouse, you know, that's um, in Zion currently, and you're, you're not designed this. Just be patient. Like, my wife is very patient. Like, when, thir when Tuesday, third day came, she's like, babe, you know, time for third day. Go ahead. She stay home. You know, babe, get some good night's sleep for the Sabbath tomorrow. You got to go Zion tomorrow. She was very patient with me. You know, she supported me, you know, because it, it, it was good for me. You know, it's, it changed for me. Inwardly, it was, it was good, you know. But it, even though it was good, it's like I felt I wasn't filled, though. You know, like, I was just doing stuff that's selfish, you know, like I and I finally found peace with myself, like, okay, I'm a good, you know, I could, I could, I'm able to separate myself from certain things now, but now I want to get closer to God now. Like I need, I need that, that feel with God, mm -hmm. you know, design did not feel, did not, I didn't have that feel with God. I just was in emotion, doing stuff at a ritual, um, mm -hmm. being told what to do, you know, basically. And yeah a program and yeah it's had a program yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's when when your your relationship to god uh quote unquote and in a group like the wmsug it's it revolves so much around well almost entirely around your performance it's all about what you are able to do whether you are willing to work hard enough and do your part and as long as as long as you are trying hard enough and, and doing all the right things, then, then you have, you know, supposedly the approval of God. And so it's all such a, um, you know, his love is his love for you. And in, in that system is entirely, entirely conditional, which, which in, in my mind is the opposite of what a true, yeah. uh, not only human father, but more than that, a, a heavenly father. Uh, it's the opposite of what that should be. And, um, you know, if you think about it in relation to, it sounds like I can hear little voices in the background. So it sounds like you, you may have some kids. Um, but that's, that's the pet pig. Hold on. Uh. <laughs> oh, pet, no, no, you're good. I'm, I'm actually just using it as a point to say, like, you know, as a, as a human father, the idea that my love for my kids would be conditioned on whether they are, you know, attending services every Saturday or, or um, tithing enough money or preaching to enough people, you know, it's, you know, to put conditions on that stipulations for whether or not I accept my kids and love them and embrace them uh, that, that it just doesn't work. You know, that's going to create um, a huge, gap and, and really destruction in, in that uh, relationship. And so, yeah, it, it makes total sense to me why you would say you didn't feel any sort of connection because when you know that you're, you know, if your acceptance and your love uh, from these gods <laughs> is conditioned on whether you're uh, keeping yourself in shape, um, yeah, it's just it's just all built on it seems like pressure and and shame and guilt and and uh, yeah. things that just are not are not gonna are not going to give you any sense of peace or security or or yeah connection to 
to God. Yeah, and it, that, that's how I feel like uh, yeah, as, as long as, you know, because they, they deep and as um, long as you keep the laws of God, the new covenant, you're going to have this remain in Zion. That's the new, that's what they've been saying lately. It's this remain in Zion, all the way to mm -hmm. the very heaven. This remain in Zion. <laughs> you know? And so that's, that's, a, it's like no connection. Like, um, it's, a, it's our appearance. Like, you know, it's like, it's not inwardly, you know, it's like, uh, they believe that, you know, we're saved based off the past or based off savage keeping these laws. But like, it's like, um, man, I don't know that that's over everything basically. Mm -hmm. and yeah, you just connect from God because God, you know, it's more than just that, you know. It's, and it's, you yeah. know, the church they do more, you know, they, they do like, you know, to a limit though, you know, it's like once in a while, like, okay, let's do clean up, you know, and then when we do clean up, let's get the news involved, you know, let's just show like we could do, we were good and inwardly. But like, you know, like the Bible said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand doing, you know, just, just do it, yeah. you know. You know <laughs> right. Like, you know, this. Right. You know, so yeah, yeah. That was, that was so me. you you mentioned your your wife having a hard time leaving, and I just want to acknowledge that that's that that's hard. That's a hard thing for you know whether you're leaving this group or any structure, religious or not, that you've been a part of for a long time. Like it's it's something where you get your your identity who you are, your purpose, your, your meaning in life, all that gets so intricately wrapped up in these systems. And so to leave that, um, totally makes sense that that would be difficult and probably more difficult for some than others. Um, mm. but did, did you, did you kind of have a similar experience? Has it been nah, hard not really. emotionally to leave? Not really. Cause like I said, I've been wanting to leave like two years ago. You know, and then I'll just slowly, slowly just making my way out. So my wife had a more difficult time, you know, especially not me, like fully being with her 100%. You know, that would be hard for her. Me, just like my wife's there for me. She's like, babe, I'm here for you. You know, if you have any problems, how you feeling? Because I know how it is, you know. And then, you know, I try to be the best I c husband I could at that time when she left, but like, I was still in Zion trying to bring her back, you know, so mm -hmm. and she had nobody to talk to. She trying to talk to me and then she she said, hey, talking to me. She like, you sound robotic. She told me that. She like, you sound robotic. Your I wife told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, that hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me and my wife been known each other since we were 16 years old. You know, I'm 28 now. So that's 12 years. You know, mm -hmm. you know, we, we know each other. So for her to say, like, I'm sound robotic and. You yeah. know, that, that's one thing going back to the videos too. It's super cringy. I'm like, that's not me. I don't sound like that. I don't sound like a yeah. another member around me. That's yeah. me. <laughs> that's yeah, that's so interesting. Uh it it's um there's a another podcast by uh two sisters. One was a former deaconess, and the, the podcast call, is called uh Playing in Traffic. Um a little shout out to that podcast. It, it's it they basically are covering um some interviews with former members and just she shares her experience in the group, why she left things like that. But one thing they talk about regularly that I think is so interesting is this idea that as you're a part of this cult, you kind of take on this whole separate identity that they, they call it like your cult identity. So like there's the real you who you really are, but then 
as you become a part of this group, it's kind of like you you take on this different identity, this different um, uh, way of talking and way of thinking that that really is it's unnatural. Like it, it's almost this force thing, and you you suppress like the true part of yourself to kind of make way for this this other cult identity. And and I feel like um, honestly, like I can look back at those conversations, the live conversations with you and other members, and, and I can I can hear that. Um, I can hear that in the way they talk and the things that they say. It's like you can you can hear this like almost like this forced out uh, they're forcing this, this stuff out of themselves. That's not even really a true part of who they are. It's not, it's not even really what they're thinking. It's not, it's not real. It's not coming out of a place like from like their heart, like their inner person. It's something that they are uh, putting onto themselves and, and uh, kind of forcing themselves to, to say and to do and, and so, yeah, it's interesting that you you recognize that, and to have your wife kind of call that out, I'm sure that would be something that would really make you uh, kind of take a, a second look at it all. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Not like, like no lie, like, uh, and that's how it is. Like, um, you know, people are not themselves in there. Like, there's somebody else. That's you. Like, you're 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 impersonating your leaders. <laughs> basically, that's what I was just doing. You know, like, oh, you look like a a good humble person is mimic him you know copy marry him you naturally you're influenced that if you're spending your time with that person like every day of your life it's like you start to then traits you know come to you and it's like that's not me it's like that's you just lose touch yourself yeah you, you know, lose yourself you lose yourself your, your way of thinking and you just go along how you know like we, we you know it's just like our rebuttals too it's like the same it's like you say yeah. the same as things like it's not coming just from the programmed home. responses it's programmed. Yeah. oh it's really programmed that's why my wife's getting mad yeah. at me like you just saying things because you're programmed to say that and it's like <laughs> looking at the videos too i'm like like yeah i was programmed to say that <laughs> yeah the evidence you're providing i guess and i'm just saying this honestly like i just have a hard time seeing that as anything that's, that's yeah i understand it's, it's confusing i get it hold yeah. on i get it i get where you coming from it's hard it's hard to believe Yep. I get it. Just like talk to an atheist. Atheists not gonna believe in Jesus Christ no matter what. You know, they can't believe in God. It's hard for them to believe. I, I get it. You know, I get where you're coming from. This might be hard. You got a firm faith. Only thing I know, Jesus Christ came, he preached the truth in the new covenant. He came. We see in history, this is history now. A lot of things that people are teaching now are not from the Bible or not from Jesus Christ no more. And so the prophecy shows us that Father had to come back the second time. To be able to show us the correct way, according to the Bible, be able to uh, the new covenant, which was lost in, in the dark ages. Again, I, ju I just kind of want to say, just for the record, this this is kind of similar, I think, to the conversation we had with Ray, where we're just kind of asking straightforward, like, what's the evidence for, for Zongil Ja being Mother God? And it, it just seems like there's not really a good response for that. Yeah, it's like you don't really even believe it. You don't. You haven't thought of that on your own. You haven't thought all the way through it. It's just this is what you've been told to say. So in this scenario that I'm in now, I know this is the correct answer to give. So it's like it comes out on a, like this conveyor belt sort of uh, process, and and there's no, yeah, there's no real meaning or substance to it. And and yeah, that's that's one of the 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 worst parts of this is just you lose yourself, like you just said, and and even like you were. 
your your interests and probably hobbies and and passions and and like music that you maybe really truly like that you can't listen to anymore or or movies you like that you know just a whole variety of things you know i mean obviously even down to things like your family you know your deepest connections a lot of members have to completely cut off those relationships and so you you literally in high demand groups like this you you lose yourself which is sad thing because terrible lost connections with my family like you know my i love my my family still around you know just like uh i'm making it back up like spending more time with my family now because like i used to miss things just because i'm preaching or i keep you know just doing activities you know at the church instead of being my family you know and it's like my cousin be like dang you're always over there like spend some time with us you know i got i miss all my cousin my little cousin's birthday like she's finished to be like five this year you know and i think it was her birthday this year for sure for sure i'm going her birthday you know but i didn't miss out four years of her birthdays you know and it's, mm-hmm. it's my first cut my first cousin had a baby you know it's like i miss i'm missing out being there you know like yep. and and we see because we always have ideas like the, the world is going in any day like it's going to end like any and, and it's true you know it could any yeah. day but if it's going any day enjoy every day you know with your loved ones you know if yeah just enjoy it you know god's gonna come bring judgment have to have that peace with god have that connection with god you know yeah and let god do his judgment you know and it's uh yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's uh <clears throat> It's crazy the things a, pe- a person will do, the decisions they will make when they adopt that idea that the world is going to end any at any moment. And and this is you know this is this is something in all religious groups, whether it's uh, the WMSCOG or or evangelical Christianity. I mean, I've I've seen it in a whole variety of places uh, when people get this notion that you know things are just getting bad and they're going to get worse and worse. And, and there's nothing to look forward to except the inevitable end of the world. That's probably going to come in, in the next year or two. And people quit jobs. They, they don't pursue uh, careers that they maybe uh, have always wanted to. They, they abandon families. They're yeah. Just the decisions people will make. um, Just, just another reason why I feel like these videos uh, are important and, and for people like you to come out and and speak out to to keep people from getting entangled in that that sort of thing yeah and, and i understand like i understand too like you know yeah yeah if this if, if you have this idea like world's going to end like you know i understand people are trying to get closest possible to god you know but it's mm-hmm. not which how you do it like yeah it gets close to god it gets close possible god but Still, still don't abandon like you know who you are true you know who you are and then disconnect yeah. yourself with loved ones like i understand the idea but like i said it's not what you do it's how you do it you know yeah and yeah yeah and then and what you talk oh well no you go ahead i i thought you were done so f- finish your thought i was gonna bring up like a little um since we're talking about like um last days and everything like uh uh-huh. i heard the world's going to end two years ago i heard that now i first heard yeah. that in, two, in 2020 2020 i heard that <laughs> like was it, it like was, a direct teaching from the like a deacon or a pastor or 
Nah, so it was, it was, it was retracted. It was retracted. So it was um like a Zoom. It was in a Zoom meeting, and that was like that's why I wanted to leave in 2020 as well, because like um they said this is what happened. It was on a Zoom meeting, you know, design I was in, and they were saying like um mother said in 2020, all prophecies are being fulfilled, are going to be fulfilled 2020. They didn't say the world's going to end, but if you're saying all prophecy is going to be fulfilled, then that's only one thing, yeah. like, we're going to heaven, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> other members had the same body, you know, like, it's because we're going to heaven, 2020, we're yep. going to heaven. And later on, it was retracted, like, you know, forgive me what I said, you know, about all prophecy being fulfilled and everything. I'm like, why are you going to retract that? Like, you said mother said that, but. Of course, you know, you know, it could have been anything. Heard it wrong from a leader, but the person I heard it from yeah. is like a really reliable, trustable person that won't won't say nothing without thinking. Like this person thinks like ten times before he speaks. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, I heard that twenty twenty for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how much that gets just kind of seems like carelessly thrown around in the WMSUG year after year that the world is going to end. And then obviously it doesn't end when it's it was predicted to, and, and they just keep saying it year after year after year. And I don't know what what is going on there that would um, keep those people kind of spreading that idea over and over from realizing that this one this isn't working and our predictions aren't happening. And two, uh, if we keep doing this, it's it's just is continuing to make our group look terrible and look like a, a, you know, a, a cult. And um, yeah, it's like, that's just a hallmark of, of cult groups is, is making these very uh, exact uh, predictions about the end of the world coming that never happen. And, and then you just keep repeating the predictions and they keep, keep repeating the, the, the false predictions and they never come to pass obviously. But um yeah, it, it just does not definitely does not make your your uh, organization that you're you're trying to promote as the truth of God. Uh, it, it doesn't help help the argument there. It doesn't help your case. Yeah. Um, but did you uh, like I, I've heard members like even being uh, shamed or or rebuked or or made to feel guilty about things, even like like eating ice cream or you know, going to movies and things like that, as if um, there's nothing in the world that you should really, you know, these things that, that people in the world enjoy are just evil and they're, they're, you know, worldly things that, that aren't going to um, yeah. help you toward yeah. heaven and things like that. Did you experience that sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. Like, for example, like movies, don't watch movies, you know, only watch movies in Zion, like spiritual movies. And, you know, um, I was talking about movies all the time. You know, and then, you know, shows and, you know, they made us feel guilty like we just can't discuss things like about that. Just only discuss heavenly things. So you can talk about this. Talk about heaven. That's that's it. That's it. And it's like, everybody sounds the same. It's like, it's, it's getting annoying. It's like, you know, it's like, I can't talk to you as a real person. You know, I, I like probably one good friend I could talk to regularly in, in, in Zion, in Church of God. Only one of them, you know. It's cool. I hope, hope, you know, hopefully they stay connected, you know. 
I'm down gone, you know, because we, we, we were really connected, like deeply connected. Um, so, but yeah, they turned on. Um, and like, I remember like going to like preparation day on Fridays before we clean up and clean up, you know, before the Sabbath. And um, I, I couldn't wear a hat. I couldn't wear a hat. And I was like, you know, because I'm supposed to be like, um, you know, I, I was always getting, you know, faith getting stronger. I was becoming more like a leader, right? I wasn't a leader. I was like assisting. I was helping, right? I was a helper. But I couldn't wear no hat because I got to set a good example. I can't show my tattoos because I got tattoos here. You know, I got tattoos right here. I got tattoos right here. Mm-hmm. Tattoos right here. I couldn't like wear a short sleeve shirt to show my tattoos. And I remember outside, oh my goodness, it was outside, it was super hot outside, right? We're at a park, fellowshipping. We're playing like um, kickball, um, soccer, volleyball, you know, some good sports. I ain't gonna lie, it was fellowship, it was fun. But I had to wear a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> I was super mm-hmm. hot. I had to wear a long sleeve shirt. And it's like, you know, I'm like, you know, cause I obey, and you know, but I'm over here going through it. I can have a heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing this long sleeve shirt because I can't show my tattoo. And it was some members do, like, I know, like, the females, like, even my wife, she had to put makeup on her tattoos, you know, to cover it up. So, that's crazy. Like, you know, like, yeah, it gets to me now. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's, you know, like, if you got tattoos before you'll baptize, like, we're baptized now, that's, that's to be forgiven, right? Like, Mm mm-hmm. Like, I got tattoos on me, I got tattoos on me. And then, you know, yeah. some people tend to, like, you know, erase some, you know, which is a good idea. You know, I'm thinking about erasing some of my tattoos I have because some of them are, like, not not good, you know. But, um, yeah. Uh, but the, the, you can't see them all. You can't see it, though. You can't, you know, it's not yeah. exposed. But getting tattoos removed, you know, it's a good idea if they're not good tattoos. But my, my tattoos are, like, my, like my, for example, my right arm, it's my grandma, you know, rest in peace, my and to my aunties, I got their names in the clouds on my arm. I can't display yeah. that. Um, this one, I got my wife's last name, our initials forever. I can't, I can't expose that. You know, the tattoo. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this, yeah, that's, you know, it yeah. wasn't, it was, it made me feel bad, like, but it wasn't like a hard, you know, like you can't do this, you know, like okay, yeah. can, can you not, you know, show good example, show good example, you know. Yeah. Well, I hope you. Uh don't have any remaining guilt associated with, with the Bible because you have tattoos. I think that's a super just no, 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 I'm good. unbiblical thing. You know, people, people, uh, again, not only in this group, but a whole variety of, of churches would have big issues with tattoos. And I just, I think people get wrapped up and focused in on such insignificant things like that, that, uh, you know, I would just say, where, give me a, a Bible verse that, says having a tattoo of your you and your wife's initials is, is somehow this terrible evil thing um yeah I, I just think it's so so insignificant and so petty the things that that people sometimes get get so wrapped up in and make people feel so shameful and guilt guilty about so yeah shaving you have to be shaving, shaving. yeah shaving and then like not I, anymore yeah, because this, this is my natural. This is who I was before. Like, this is yep. me. I thought out, this is me, but coming in church, like Zion, like, I have to stay clean cut because Father was clean cut. He kept it clean, yep. you know, clean cut it, you know. And I had a role where I used to, I used to pray in the morning. Uh, for Sabbath, I used to pray in the mornings, right, Um, for service or concluding service. I used to pray. 
And so if I didn't shave, I couldn't pray. So I'm like, you know, like it is, that's, you know, that, that's the, um, is that what they told you or is that was yeah, just yeah. how you internalized? No. no, that's what they told me. Like, that's if, what they told you. Okay. You finna pray like on preparation, like hey, you finna pray tomorrow, clean up, you know, you know, if you don't clean up, can't pray. Wow. You, yeah, yeah, because God, God, what he's looking for and what he's so concerned about is, is if you have hair growing out of your face when you talk to him <laughs> and, and if you have hair growing out of your face, he just, he can't do it. He can't, he can't look at you. What were some things do you feel like that you lost about yourself? Are there things about like who you were, like your, like hobbies, passions, just uh, obviously you just mentioned facial hair, uh, but are there, there are other things that you feel like you've lost about who you were that now that you're out, you feel like you're kind of coming back to and, and finding again? Um, yeah, like my connection to my friends and family, you know, there's some things I lost, you know, which was good traits, you know, some good, I had a lot of bad habits. So mm -hmm. I was able to lose some of the bad habits, you know, being, being part of the church of God, yeah. but I could have got that anywhere else, I believe, you know, if I would have focused yeah. on, you know, you know, I was like, you know, uh, but I feel like God put, puts, puts me in the journey. This is my, my feeling, you know, God put me, everybody has a journey, right? So God knows what everybody's going through. So maybe at that time, you know, I don't know, the church was just used at the time to get rid of, get rid of my bad traits at that time. Now that I got those some of those bad traits out, now God told me, okay, now come out now, now focus on true God, and now get get that connection, that peace with the true mm -hmm. God. You know, cause I'm at peace with myself, cool yep. myself. I was able to work on myself, be mentally stronger, you know, and now 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 I'm getting spiritual, you know, with the with the with the true God. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm curious where you're where do you feel like you're at with that? How do you feel like having left the WMSCOG has that? Do you feel like you you maybe feel like you're getting closer to that, like an experience of 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 God as He truly is? Do you do you like what's kind of your thoughts about all that right now? Uh, well, it's, it's, have it's you still, discovered anything? It's it's a lot for me. I'm still going through that journey. For you know, I pray on it bring me closer to bring me closer to you you know and it's like because i i you know i dug I, I dug into a lot of history as well and i'm probably i'm probably looking at things where i'm really shouldn't be really concerned about you know and you know i'm not i'm not all the way there you know just like it's a couple of questions i don't know um mm -hmm. uh, that i have within myself concerning like you know the bible and history mm -hmm. and all that you know but um do you feel open to sharing those questions or oh yeah i i, I can share the questions you know uh um, this is like my personal questions you know you could put this in the um the videos if you want you can chop, crop it out chop it out if you like yeah. you know um you know my, my question has to be like you know the name of jesus right you know mm -hmm. we're saying the name of jesus but like you know my thing is like that's not really his name when he when he was born jesus is english you know his name was like yeshua you know that that's mm -hmm. his name it shouldn't change you know because there's it was written in greek and then now it's written in latin and when latin went to english shouldn't change you know that's i don't know i'm not thinking about it too much you know and yeah and all that i and, think that's a good question 
and like the image of Jesus too. Like, you know, the image of Jesus, like that's not his image, especially, you know, like the image came from like the Catholic church or whatever, you know, like everybody was broadcast this image of Jesus. Like even in Zion, that's I questioned Zion about that too. Like if you believe like Zion is true church, right? And then everything else is Babylon. How can we up, uphold that the image of Jesus? That image of Jesus did not come, you know, come from a Babylon church. Babylonians, you know, so why have that? We have Jesus' image like in the church, you right. know, in sermons, the green book, right? You know, that's a that's an idol, really. It's an image of God. We shouldn't we shouldn't make a worship. You should not make yourself an image of worship, you know. So we we abide that by, it, you know. But you still we have this image of Jesus, and that's like you know that's 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 like my personal, you know, things with Christianity. You know, just like. The name of Jesus, the image of Jesus, you know, but uh, I'm not going to say like you're wrong, you know, because you worship Jesus and keep the image like, you know, I, who am like I said, who am I to say who's right or who's wrong, you know, but me, I feel like I'm not connected to that image. And I'm not connected to that name, you know, the mm -hmm. English name, you know, I'm more mm -hmm. connected right now, you know, his Hebrew name, his name he was born with, you yeah. know, like my yep. name. I was born on my name, like your name is Jordan. You know, you're not gonna go to Africa and just start calling you a different name in the African mm -hmm. language. Like, you know, your name is still Jordan. You know, you go anywhere, right. in the, anywhere in the world, your name is still Jordan. Yeah. You know, no matter what, that's just your birth name. So yep. that's, that's like my little, so I don't know, you might have an answer yeah. for yeah. After, after church that, you know, that's a member that is going to leaders and, you know, uh, yeah, I know you, you'll, yeah. you'll take. No, I think those are good questions, and I think as like as far as the second point, I just think that's a great point, a great thing to observe. The fact that you know the WMSCOG obviously is very anti-cross, and uh, you know, to them, Christians who who have crosses hanging in their houses or crosses on top of their their church buildings, that's idolatry, um, which I think is is just somewhat absurd um and and i'm found it argument to make but but yeah i think it's when you you hear them making that sort of argument but then they have pictures of of jesus as you said who were created by what to them would be pagan you know yeah idol worshipers you know probably some of the artwork might i don't know what pictures they have but but some of the artwork may have been created by catholics i don't know and so um, and so, yeah, I think what you're seeing there is just another example of some hypocrisy that I think exists in this group and that um, you're going to find if you, if you look, you're going to see hypocrisy all over the place in, in the WMSCOG like that. But I think for the, the first question you asked that, that again, that's a good question. And um, I don't probably have have a full answer that will completely satisfy you. But I think one thought I have yeah. is that. Um, when the Bible talks about the name, like the name of the Lord or the name of God or the name of Jesus, um, I think it has, you know, what's implied there is a lot more than like the the letters that are making up, you know, that that title. It's it's more about, more than just about like the the specific title that God goes by. So whether that's yeah. Jesus or or Yahweh, but it's like when the Bible talks about the name of God, what's um, I think involved within that is it's 
like the identity of God, the the character and nature of God, like the name of um, like in Psalm, Psalm 18, it says the name of God is a strong tower. So like the the letters that make up God's name aren't a strong tower. What makes the name of God a strong tower is, you know, the person who's behind that name. It's it's the um, the identity of of the God who who has that name. So God is love. God is kind. God is forgiving. God is um, sovereign. And so all that I think is wrapped up in whenever the Bible mentions like the name of God and we're saved by the name of God. Um, I think it has a lot more to do with the character. So I, I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but a um, little, little bit because like you said, like like you said, like a lot of people with that name, it's like, you know, but God has been like God is love. Like God is love. That's just, you know, God is the everlasting father. He's a wonderful counselor. He's many names, yep. many idols, you know. And it's right. crazy. Like, on one thing, too, like I want to mention, like, I mentioned this last night to my wife. It just hit me out of nowhere because. This one thing is in my head about the, like the name of Christ, you know. So like it's like question asked the Church of God too. It's like we're supposed to be like um, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And then like my like okay, first of all, Jehovah's not really the Father's name. Like this is my like I said, this is my. I'm not trying to force this on anybody else. It's like this is my own thoughts, right? And uh, my own opinion is like Jehovah is not Father's name. Jesus, you know, not Son's name and and like if if they go they they keep the word Elohim though like they call God Elohim God you know that's the title of God that's the Hebrew right that's what he used at first right it was Elohim right. That's Elohim God but you keep one Hebrew word but then when it comes to like Jehovah it's like you don't call him Yahweh you don't call him Jesus you don't call him Yeshua you know you, you don't keep Elohim God one Hebrew word you know instead of keeping like the other names that he that's in Hebrew, you know, that's one yep. thing I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So are there, did you have other questions like that, that or, or things no, that you saw didn't make sense that they couldn't answer? No, it was like, no, that's crazy. Cause I had these questions too. It's crazy. And then like, um, like I said, I haven't watched your videos in so long. I had these questions. And when I finally left, mm -hmm. I left and you popped in my head. Like you popped in my head. I'm like, I wonder if Jordan's still doing these videos, you know? And <laughs> yeah. I clicked at least on it. And I looked at my last time I saw a video of you, it was like last year. I saw I haven't saw your videos in a year because when I'm on YouTube, I keep my mind occupied like um trying to like learn about getting my credit score up or learning about the stock market, you know, and yep. <laughs> I got my mind yep. occupied other stuff, you know. So I'm not really worried about videos like that. But yep. you popped in my head though, for some reason, for some reason you popped in my head in. I see Edgar breaking down David Melchizedek. I'm like, those are yeah. the questions I have. And like, he confirmed it. It's like, it yeah. brought to me because it confirmed, like, because I asked those same questions, like questions about David and everything. I was like, I like Solomon sat on David's throne. I like, you see the kings and, and, and if you read Kings, like you see the kings like sat on David's throne. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you don't, see them, you don't see them getting anointed at, at the age of 30 and reigning for 40 years. Like, you don't see other kings doing that. Like, it's fl it fluctuates. It fluctuates, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, that was like an issue. That was like a question I had, you know? And, and like, yeah. uh, it, it wasn't answered. Like, like, uh, like, Edgar makes it make more sense because that, that, that line, that line, that king, that line of David will be there. Don't David always be there and it'd be everlasting 
throne, right? So like Christ, of course, when Christ went to heaven, I said, he's on that throne, like his everlasting throne. That's, you know, it's not, it's not going nowhere. So yeah. to say like, no, that has to be fulfilled still. It's like, no, it's an everlasting throne. Like, you know, it's talking about a spiritual kingdom, right? His kingdom's yeah. in heaven. Yeah, he's a spirit. Yeah, yeah it's a kingdom in heaven. Like, it's a spiritual kingdom. Because they yeah. said, like, he came to this earth. He brought the kingdom, the gospel kingdom. And he had to sit on David's throne, reigning over the gospel kingdom on this earth. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm listening to it. Like, of course, this, this, this didn't come from a leader. This came from, like, a, a brother, a member who been a, a member, you know, for almost 10 years now. And then he told me, like, this is how he will answer. He like, this is not official. This is, like, his, his way. You know, and, it's, and that made no sense to me. And and it's crazy because, like, they get more detail with Melchizedek, right? Very, like, a lot of detail with Melchizedek. But when it gets to David or, like, Moses or Elijah, all these prophetical figures that he's supposed to on some calls to represent, it's, like, only focus really more on Melchizedek. You know, but then focus on the part where David got anointed three times, right? And then his throne was broken up twice when he ran in Judah, and then he ran over the whole Israel. You know, like you don't get in details like that. But listen to Eager Egger. You know, that's why I call him my wife. Who watching him? <laughs> that's Eager Egger right there. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like you know, he confirmed the things I was feeling, like the things I've been feeling this whole time, and like he revealed, yep. like, oh my goodness, like if any members watch those, I watch Egger, Eager Egger, if y'all watch him, oh my goodness, I don't know how y'all stay, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I'm, I've those two uh, answers from Egger about he did uh, kind of a, a little section on Melchizedek and then on the David prophecy. And both of those, he took about a 20 minute uh, segment um, in our live Q&A to cover both of those. And so I, I just released just the Melchizedek section that's on yeah. YouTube. I'll, I'll try to remember to put it in the, the description below if you want to watch that. And I'll also try to put the, the link to the David one below. But, you yeah, know, I, I think the thing about the David prophecy, there's two things that always get me about it. One is the assumption that it's a prophecy in the first place. Like, where do they get that, you know, just because David reigned for so many years, that that somehow means that that's a prophecy that Christ would reign the same amount of time. Like, that's just, that's an assumption. Um, you know, you don't take Moses, who Moses ruled over the people of Israel for a certain length of time. And isn't Moses a picture of, of Christ in many respects? But they don't say that because Moses reigned or ruled over Israel for such and such a time, that proves that Christ will also, you know, that's a prophecy that Christ will also do the same. And so it's just, they just kind of pick and choose what they want to turn into prophecies and, and <laughs> anything that they can turn and twist to benefit their own agenda, they'll mm -hmm. turn it into that. But then something that you mentioned is the fact that it says David, his throne, or talking about Christ, it says his, his dominion, his rule is forever. It's forever and ever. He will reign on the throne of David Um you know, as long as the, the moon is in the sky, it, it talks about things like that. Like it's not going to end. It, uh, the reign of Christ is never said to be 40 years. It's specifically said to be forever and ever. And so, so how they, how they still hold to that David prophecy as if it's somehow proof of yeah. Hong Song Hong being second coming Christ. It's just, and it's yeah. crazy. like you said, watch, watch Edgar's video and you'll see that that's not right. So yeah, go ahead. But yeah, even it's crazy. Cause like, even so, like say, even so, like, Christ only reigned, got the gospel kingdom. He reigned for three years, right? Say so, right? But like, we teach in Zion, like, even Christ, like, uh, 
like he he was preached to the dead. Like when people died, like he he, he continued to carry out his gospel mm-hmm. even when they're dead. So like it's not only three years, like he continued carrying his gospel for all those people who died, who was martyred, you know, who who wasn't able to um be there with Christ, but like believe in Christ later, or even the people who did not believe in Christ, like, you know, we preach like Christ preached to them in in the grave, like, you know, so we see like even when we die, like we believe in, in, in church of God, like Christ is carrying out the gospel even when we're dead. So there's no, it's, it's, it's no set 40 years then. The gospel is continuing yeah. going, everlasting, when we're dead or alive. Like the gospel is getting spread. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so were there other questions, other things that stood out to you that you mm-hmm. maybe asked the WMSUG that you never got a satisfactory answer on? And what, what were some of those things? Yeah, like, um, the three angels, right? So in the book of Revelation, talk about the three angels. So this one, this detail that got to me when the first angel has the everlasting gospel, right? So um, mm-hmm. like like in the Green Book, like I know you probably familiar with three angels. The Green Book states like the first angel was the Reformation, right? That's when Martin Luther came and the Reformation. The second angel is William Miller movement, right? Eighteen forty four. That's the second angel. Then the third angel, of course, on Song Hong, right? But in Church of God, on Song Hong is the only one who could bring us the everlasting covenant, basically, right? Everlasting covenant, right? But you ask him, ask a member, ask them, like, well, what is the gospel, right? The gospel, of, you know, according to Church of God, is the gospel is the new covenant, and the core is the Passover. So you see, the first angel, he brings the everlasting gospel. So he brings the the new cup, the everlasting covenant, basically, right? So if the first angel is bringing the everlasting gospel, the new covenant, right? The only only saint coming can do that, right? That's what they. That's what Church of God believe. Only saint mm-hmm. coming can bring the everlasting covenant, new covenant, right? But we see the first angel, he brings the the everlasting gospel, which is, in their interpretation, could be the everlasting, the covenant, the new covenant. Mm-hmm. But the first angel do that, so that means the Reformation did that. That means the third angel, who's on Song Hong, then like then do that, right? But he's he's the only one that can do it. The third uh, only saying coming is the only one that can bring that covenant, everlasting gospel, the gospel, the everlasting new covenant. He's the only one. But we see the first angel does that before the saint coming Christ. So yep, they wasn't able to answer that. Um, what were some other things that stick out to you that, that they couldn't answer? Um, it was like, it's a, it's a, let's see, I had, a, I had like a list of things, but I told them like, you know, y'all can answer my questions, but like the main point, I told them like the main point was my connection. That's the main point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can answer all my questions y'all could, you know, and yeah. I be and it, it could, it could, you can answer it. It might be satisfied. It could be this, that. You could be right. Yeah. But my, my connection is doesn't not matter. There. Don't yeah. matter because, like, I let, I let them know my left. I called, I called. You know, I call my friend, call my friend in church. I'm like, hey, bro, like, you know, I'm let you know, like, I'm gone. Like, I, I can't do it no more. And uh, he, he probably saw it coming because we have conversations. You know, a lot of conversations. So I let him know that I'm not, I'm not going. You know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm done. You know, and then let him know it's like my connection. And he asked me questions too. I'm like, you know, it's my connections first. 
But you want to get to my head, open these doors, you know, I, I'll let you know, too. These questions I be having in, in, in the back of my head, too, I'll let you know. But it's not going to solve nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. And then he let the deacon know. Uh, he had to because, you know, he's like a leader. So anything happens like that, you got to call a leader to so let, let them know, like, who's falling away, you know, falling away. Um, so deacon called me. And he's like, you know, if we're able to answer your questions, you know, you, will you come back to Zion? I'm like, nah, like, it's not, no, like, <laughs> you can answer my yeah. question. You know, and, and, that's and secondary. My, and that's secondary. Like, my first, my connection got to be there, you know, and I never feel that. I that's never, interesting. Yeah, and that's, like, that's really what, uh, for Edgar, it, it came down to, um, for him as well, was, you know, he talks about he was laying in the hospital bed about to undergo, uh, you know, pretty serious surgery and he had no peace. He just didn't feel any peace with God. He had no confidence that he was, was okay. And, um, you know, it became all about, you know, did he, did he do enough? Was he, you know, and how could he know that he, he did enough, you know, even though he was a great member, he, you know, he, he kept his Passovers, he kept his Sabbaths and all that, but, at the end of the day, if it's all, if your acceptance with God is based on your performance, then it's always going to leave room to wonder, is it enough? And, and so, yeah, it, his was maybe a little different than yours, but it came down to just that lack of peace that he felt. And, and, you know, that mm -hmm. lack of real, a real sense of a, a connection with God that, um, yeah. So even if you have all the, the questions answered, um, what, what does that matter really if, if what they are offering doesn't give you that sense of, of peace and connection it, that, that really is what, you know, and, and it's sad. I if religion like, can't do that, then what does it have to offer? Yeah. And I feel like it's a lot of members like that. Like they just, they just gone. It's just, you know, this, it's no connection. It is doing, you know, just doing, cause I heard mm -hmm. this too. Like people said like, I heard this myself. And then my wife heard this too from a deacon, you know, from a, a top, uh, from a deaconess, you know, like, um, they said like, um, this is bad. This is such a bad faith. They said, even they said this. Look, look. <laughs> it's hard to come out. Look. Uh, they said, even if mother is not God, she's my God. I'm like, what kind of faith is that? I'm like, no. Okay. Wow. Like, no. Somebody said that to you? No. Her, yeah. And my wife wow. heard it. Um, somebody told my wife that too. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I heard it. So that's how members are yeah. like. Like they're so they're yeah. so committed now, especially like you in. 10 years plus like you might fully commit now i'm surprised the ego got out you know you don't you know I'm, I'm i'm happy he's out you know but like after 10 years you might as well commit now like you dedicate you know yeah it's like it's wow. like some get to the point like that like i'm in wow. it for long now i'm in it now yeah. but you know, i yeah. did I, facts I, don't matter in that case facts yeah. and evidence and, don't matter and truth don't matter. is it just goes out the window and it's that's a that's a perfect example of cognitive dissonance of just, yeah, s sweeping facts and, and all that under the rug um, mm -hmm. because you're, you're in it, not because you have any reason to believe that it's actually true. You don't have, you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, somebody asks you back it up that this is true and, and you can show it from uh, reality and evidence. Um, you're just, yeah, you're just committing to it because of more of an emotional attachment of some sort. Um, but yeah, it, it is crazy that people can get to the point where they could say something like that, that even if this, you know, this old lady in South Korea, you know, 
um, she's my God, just even if she's not really God, she's my God because, you know, she is, you know, that's a uh, man. That's I don't okay. know what it would take to, to, to get to that point. Um, and it I, has I, to I, just, again, come down to this emotional attachment. Yeah. I can't have faith like that, man. That's not like, oh, I can't have the faith. Yeah. That's not, that's that. Just what overall do you feel like was your experience in there? I know you even mentioned that some, some of it was positive. Um, but but yeah. maybe share a little have, bit in that way. Yeah, um, me myself, you know, I can't speak for everybody else. Cause I, you know, I heard about that experience. You know, you know, it's, it's the world we live in. Like you are gonna have bad experience. It's fifty fifty. World divided fifty fifty. You know, you can have good experience here. Some people I'm have bad experience there. Like we go to Applebee's. You know, I'm having a good experience at Applebee's. You may have a bad experience at Applebee's. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, I have saw some crazy things though, you know, me, myself, it was a good experience for me. I can speak for myself, but I saw things, you know, for members like, dang, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, I, was, I could only speak for myself. Like me, I, <laughs> I had a good yep. experience. I had a good experience, you know. Yep. If you want to hear some, if you if you want to hear like a crazy story, I guess, uh, I have a crazy story. Uh, I saw yeah. this missionary, I saw this missionary, um, he yelling at a, he yelled at a um a member. He was like special needs too. Like he wasn't all the way there. You could tell like he had some type of disability. And like he blurts out, he like he had Tourette's or something. He just blurts out things sometimes, you know. He wasn't all the way there. Um, but he was a good, you know, a good person. He was a good person. You know, I talked to him every, you know, I talked to him. He was a good person inwardly. Mm-hmm. In- inwardly. But he says something as to his mama, I guess. He said something to his mommy. Sometimes he can't control it. He, he can't control it. He got a disability. You know, he just, he got Tourette's. He just real things out. You know, he can't control it. And the missionary is in his face. Like, like, don't ever talk to your mama. He, he like, it's in his face, like pointing in his face. And he said, do you want me to rebuke you? Like, like crazy like that. I'm like, I'm looking at my mm-hmm. head like, this guy is like he he has a special disability like like you know you know like you got to understand where he's coming from like some things he can't control you know yep. and is sometimes i think like leadership likes to like put that that image out there too you know like let them know like i'm in charge type of stuff you know it's like um yeah i saw, I saw leaders like rebuke other leaders you know like correct them i would say correct them you know and then praise them after it's like <laughs> you know it's, it's but you, you don't experience that anywhere you know just uh yeah you experience good and bad anywhere you know the church yeah, any different from any, any, uh, any other place you know any other coast out there it's like yeah you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see some messed up stuff you know so but I'm glad what, nothing, nothing, nothing weird happened to me. You know, I'm yeah. Just glad to, Cause I, I even say too, like I remember, like uh, when I'm working my way up, working my way up, right. And then leaders are telling me stories, like what they went through, right, mm-hmm. and like um, what they experienced too. And I'm like, ain't no way you finna talk to me like that. Ain't no way, like somebody's finna approach me and like do that to me. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. when you, when you, st- when you get become a leader, like you have to just take it. You have to take it. I'm like. 
Like, nah, like I'm a, I'm a man at the same time. This is, <laughs> like, this is church, not the military. Exactly. No, it's really military based too. Like they, this, the yeah. thing is, they break you down to build you back up. No lie, mm -hmm. that's what it is. They'll break yeah. you down, especially like when you come to like more of a higher. They'll break you down and they'll bring you back up. You know, I heard that multiple times. Like really military stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I heard. You, I heard. You, it used to be Absolutely. worse back. To be worse. Back, like now, are more loving. Like they're trying to be more loving now, but like then, it said it used to be way worse. Like five years when I, when I was seeing things, ten years ago was way worse. Ten years ago. Hmm? Yeah. Oh uh, well, I, I I assume that they uh, respond a lot to criticism when they when they see that they're being criticized for certain things. They they start to change their practices in, in many ways. Um, which is just, yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you, you definitely see that, that playing out, you know, and, um, but it's like, if you have the truth of God and you are the one true church with the true gospel, why do you have to basically be, you know, reprimanded by, uh, the outside world about your behavior in order to change it? Um. But yeah, yeah, I would, I would be interested to to see how intense it was, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, because I, I, I would assume that that they they have tried to change and to adapt a little bit more um, to yeah. alleviate some of the criticisms they they get. But along those lines, um, did you experience um, like a either being taught directly or indirectly to not? Uh, witness or evangelize to homeless handicapped oh yeah homosexuals oh yeah okay oh, yeah that's that's one thing i hated too like man we talking about because like i come from a, i come from a rough neighborhood you know this and like you know i i help I, I used to help the community like even now like i see you know like i see homeless men like you know, I don't want to brag you know say too much you know this like you know i help out like you know i got i, got, I went to mcdonald's i see he posts on the corner like I got a burger for you, bro. Like here, like you know, like they they stand in front of a store, like he wants you wants a little see. I got I buy a whole box of for you. You know it's good. You know like yeah. Dollar Tree, like anything from Dollar Tree, ninety nine cent store. They come on what you need, you know, and they'll buy whatever. You know I got like I got, I got a limit. You know don't don't go too crazy on me now. You know I got a limit. <laughs> I got a family to feed too. Yep. You know, but <laughs> but yeah. uh, I I'm able I'm able uh, if I'm able if I'm capable I'm able. You know. If I got, I get, but yeah, like times I preach to homeless people, and then like, you know, leaders like, nah, we don't, we don't do that, you know, because you got to think about why they got there, you know, because they sin in that situation. And it's like anybody could be in that situation, you know, like the pandemic, yep. lost jobs, you know, the recession, you know, because I went into recession, my, my dad lost his job, you know, my dad was on borderline homeless, you know, he lost his mind and everything, so. You know, hardships in this world because, you know, but they blame the sin we committed in heaven, of course, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Always wondered that how come we don't, you know, we don't really help out too much of the homeless, you know. We, we do cleanups and everything, but like, you know, just reading the Bible, you see Christ, you know, he helped the homeless, you know, people in need, yeah. you know, the lame, the disability, you know, the, the unable, you know, he helped those people yeah. and, you know, this. I feel like that's where the genuine well, love comes from. You know, it's, I feel like the love is not really genuine. You know, just. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah well, so well I, think about this. Um, Matthew 25, where Jesus talks about separating the sheep from the goats, and the goats obviously go off to, to judgment, whatever that is. Um, and the sheep are the ones who, you know, receive his blessing and, and, and favor. But in that, Jesus describes like why it is each group goes to their different destinations. Like why, why is it that the goats are goats? What makes goats goats and what's, what makes sheep sheep? What makes the goats unacceptable to God and out of his favor and the sheep acceptable to him and in his favor? And so he says things like, you know, um, I was in prison and you, you visited me. Mm. I was, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And that uh, this whole list of reasons why these people were sheep and accepted by him. is interesting to me. It has nothing to do with Sabbath keeping, has nothing to do with keeping Passover, has nothing to do with how much they were tithing, has nothing to do with how much they're going to church, uh, has nothing to do with how much they were evangelizing. None of those things um, are even on the table in this, in this, distinction being made between the sheep and the goats. It's all about all that comes down to their love. Did whether or not these people had a genuine love, compassion, and care for the least of these, like the lowly in the world, those in need, um, you know, it mentions those in prison, those who are sick, those who are naked, those who are hungry. And the sheep are a kind of people who do what you just described. They have this actual real compassion in their hearts um, where, where they care for those people. And, um, you know, it's the Pharisees, the Pharisees were the ones look in the gospel of John and the Pharisees were the ones who saw like the blind man, the people who were born blind. And they said, Oh, they're that way because of their sin. It's because you were born in sin that you were born blind. That is the exact attitude and behavior of the Pharisees, the one who the WMSCOG condemns, you know, people like me as being like that. But that's exactly what they're that's doing. That's crazy. The exact that's thing crazy. the Pharisees do. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. My wife brought this up, too, because my wife, she has a special niece um, brother, too. He has um, autism. And so mm -hmm. um, he has a couple more things, too, though. But um, he has a mind of a five. He has, he has, a, he has a child of He's like over 40 years old and you have a, a mind of a child basically. But my wife thought about that too. And then like, she thought because of the sin that he committed in heaven too. And she, and she felt bad about it too. She's like, you know, but you see in the gospel said, you know, the disciples asked Christ like, who, who sinned? Was it him or his parents? And then Christ said, this is for the glory of God. You yes. Know, it, it wasn't nobody said, it was, it's, it's for the glory of God. And you see Christ was able to heal that person to show the glory of God. So it wasn't because of Christ didn't That's, say because yeah. who's who saying it just it just you know God has a God has a reason for everything you know God's providence mm -hmm. you know it's, it's it's up to God you know. It's, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a great point. And that's that's just a challenge to members, especially leaders who are promoting that and, and teaching uh, forbidding and restricting members from preaching to these these uh groups of people. Um yeah, but the, the first thing is just Matthew 25. Like that is a, a distinguishing factor between sheep and goats and which one you are, uh, according to Jesus, is how you are treating the homeless, the lowly, these, these groups of people who you specifically teach your members to ignore and to not preach to. Um, and in doing so, though, you are you are 
displaying and teaching your members to display the exact behavior that, uh, again, according to Jesus, makes goats goats. Um, and yeah, that verse in John is just such a, uh, it just so clearly contradicts that idea that these people are in their condition because of their sin. Um, you know, that again, that's what the Pharisees taught. That's how they believed uh, about these people. And, and Jesus very clearly said, no, they were um, not not in this condition because of their own sin, but it's for yeah. the glory of God. And, and so, God. yeah, that's just, uh, yeah, that's a, a red flag, a huge red flag, a huge problem. Um, yeah, Mac, Mac 25, they see that they all the time as, with former members. Yeah, they took that spiritual, Mac 25, they took it as that spiritual, like, as basically can't the gospel. Like, I was hungry, you didn't feed me, like, somebody's hungry, feed me the word of God. <laughs> like, uh, hmm. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm dead serious. Like, yeah, Matt, no, I believe Matt, you. Yeah, Matt twenty five yeah. is is a spiritual, um, you know, church of God. Believe that's what I, I was taught. You yeah. know, Matt twenty five yeah. is is spiritual. Like it's not physical. Yeah. You know, it's just spiritual. Yep. Like preaching gospel, Catholic gospel. That's how that's how you yeah. feed, get people the water of life. You know and. Yeah, yep. teaching. <laughs> yeah, so they just yeah, and I could I could see that there's an element of of the spiritual involved in that, but it's it's very obviously you know both. And um, Jesus never makes a point to say like what I'm saying is, is only spiritual and should only be applied in a spiritual way, and you should neglect the physical entirely. And th yeah, this is just another another area where the WMSCOG really just minimizes anything physical any any aspect of your physical life of your physical well-being your your job your income all that is just you're taught to uh care less about it really would you agree with that i can see it this is um the way i was taught um this priorities you know so seek king god and his righteousness right seek that first right Mm -hmm. So you want to carry out the gospel, keep the new covenant, right? That is first. The new covenant, the gospel, Zion, new covenant, father, mother, like that's first. And everything, everything else should be around. So like if you have a job, right, you make sure your job does not fall on the third day or the Sabbath, right? And try mm -hmm. not do, don't get a night shift job because it'll interfere with the gospel. You can't preach you know, at the preaching meetings, you know, so you want to get a day day job. So you're able to, when you got to work, you come Zion and you can preach in the preaching meetings. So the church is first, Zion's first, and then your life should be secondary, basically. So that, that's how, that, that was the mindset of the, of the gospel work. The, the mm -hmm. disciples, the gospel work, like, you, you, you have to work around the gospel, basically. That goes first, though. You don't put that, yep. you don't put that aside. Yeah. Cause they want you to work according to what you work so you can tithe keep, keep the law keep the law of tithing so you know they encourage uh -huh. you to work you know and um but like if it's a birthday fall on the sabbath on um, funerals or um anything else that falls on the sabbath you know you have to miss that basically yeah because you know, the, the, yeah. the church goes first the law the new covenant comes first yeah yeah so i i can see like um you know, the idea that, you know, seek first the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God being a priority, 
how they could get that from from scripture. But I think that the degree to which they take it sometimes is is pretty um, just destructive, you know, uh, especially when, it, you know, when it involves things like relational things where um, members who have weddings or funerals for close family members and they are, you know, they'll ask their leaders, can I go to this funeral? the funeral of my grandpa or, or, or something, some very close family member and their Sabbath is put before that. Um, and Sabbath is, is, uh, emphasized as something that you, you can't, you can't miss it for anything. And, um, and I, I just feel like that's, that's, you know, taking it to that, that idea, that principle to seek first the kingdom, that's taking that to such an extreme and dangerous level even examples I've heard of members, you know, who will go and get ice cream and, and they'll be rebuked for it and told, you know, like, that's a worldly thing, brother. Like we need to be focusing on, on the kingdom and, and not, not partaking in, in the pleasures of the world and things like no, that. Just, it, it'd be just like such that, extreme like, examples like that. It'd be like that too. Cause I remember like when my wife left, right. When my wife finally left away from the church. Right. Um, my first Sabbath without her, right? About the family, because you know, um, update too. Like, um, I know last time we talked, they had I had two kids at the time. Now I got I have a a, a one year old now, and then my wife is pregnant now. So my first girl coming up now. Congratulations! So, um, thank you so much. And my first girl, baby girl, coming up in April. Excited. So that's two that's years. Awesome. I got two more kids. Yep. Last time I talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> but um that's a, probably that. about what i got too i gained uh, i gained my first uh baby girl as well um oh congratulations year, so yeah yeah that's got that change oh my good i feeling that changes me like like i don't know if yeah. I, i'm all boys you know, i'm a if i got all boys and then like my first yeah. girl coming up that hits you differently they just hit different yes it's yeah, it girls. Does. i don't know i'm excited yeah. but um Anyways, my, my wife, right, my family, you know, because she was in the kids' room with the kids, you know, and then I walked by the kids' room and she no longer there. So I'm sad, you know, I'm in, I'm inside by myself. I know my family's not here. You know, I got sad, you know, to the point where I started, like, tearing up a little bit, you know, I was tearing up. And this is, man, this is messed up. It's probably like the best, the worst experience I had, probably, like, one of them, like, and mm-hmm. then, like, um, the leaders, like one of the leaders, uh, Deaconess, and like, oh, you okay? You okay? You know, like, yeah, I'm okay. And then Deaconess told me, it's like, yeah, let's like, um, let's focus on the Sabbath today. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm sad. I can't focus. I'm so sad. heartless. Like, <laughs> yeah. So heartless. Just, like, let's just focus on the Sabbath. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> How you feel? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just so detached from empathy so detached like real human interactions and and what's really important what really matters what matters in that moment how you're feeling and that the deep pain that you you are dealing with and 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 are trying to figure out how to cope with or you know keeping the sabbath uh (laughs) now what's the point of the sabbath what's the point of the sabbath if, if if it's just this thing that you have to fake it you have to fake your way through it yeah and, and I, they put on a happy smiling, face and, and i gotta be happy that day joyful and you know just, yeah you know because they take the point on, of that you know always be you know uh with that with that verse pray continuously always be joyful you know um they take that to the heart mm-hmm. like always always gotta be joyful even if you don't feel yeah. joyful 
you gotta put that you gotta put that look on like yeah. be joyful it was hard which, that time. I, yeah I which they just completely misapply that and instead of instead of that saying be joyful what they're what they're really meaning is is fake it just just be fake like there's a way to be joyful as you also acknowledge your your pain and, and the the real struggles you're going through and and nothing in that verse is is telling us to just uh pretend like we're okay and pretend to be happy um i think it's more saying like be in your in your pain and in your struggle acknowledge it but but when you have that real connection i think with god that connection you said that you feel like you didn't have there's a way to be in your pain and in your struggles but to have a joy in the midst of that because of that connection with with uh with god but yeah man i'm i'm sorry about that experience and feel so sorry for the members who deal with have to put up with that sort of uh just complete heartless uh behavior and response to to you guys when you're dealing with real life issues they should that's why i say that gene like why you should just like a Going through it, give me, you know, give me a hug. You know, I need a hug at a time. Yeah. Give me a hug, you know. But there, there, was, there was a member around, you know, it's something like, you're okay, but it's going to be okay, you know. There's some members, you know, but, you know, uh, I don't know, man. It'd be crazy yeah. sometimes.